are listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. We're the youth ministry of Eternity Church. In each episode, we'll discuss topics that we wrestle with to establish a faith that is our own. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. God, I thank you that you are our, our one and only reason to praise. God, that if it was just you, that we would come to praise your name. God, I pray that that would truly be the cry of our heart tonight. As we walk through the doors and we say, God, you are worthy. Despite what my day has looked like, despite what my, my year has looked like, God, despite my, my circumstances, you are the reason that I'm alive. And because of that, I'm going to praise you today. And God, I just pray that you would speak to hearts tonight. Speak to hearts that maybe have felt dry, that have felt weary that maybe have, have lost hope, God, I pray that you would refill them with hope tonight, that you would refill them with joy, and that they would be excited about you and your word again. So God, we thank you for that, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for the worship team. Awesome. Great job, guys. Cool. Well, welcome to the wild. We are in our, our last week of our Death to Life series, so if you are you know, catching us on the last week, check out our podcast to find all of the weeks. If you miss a week, you'll find it on the podcast, so go check it out. Make sure that you stay up to date, but as you're at your seats, go ahead and grab your Bible, open it up. We are going to be in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 5, says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Awesome. All right. So last week, last week we had resurrection part one, which naturally means this week is resurrection part two. Yeah. Okay. So quick recap. Last week we talked about how Jesus's resurrection sealed hope for the future and that his resurrection proved that he has the power to fulfill his promises. But he's not one that just puts a promise out there and we can't count on it. He proved that he has the power to fulfill those. I want to start by asking you guys a question. Are you ready? Okay. Did you know that you are a slave? Ooh, I caught some of you off guard. Did you know that you are a slave? I know. We don't really like talking about slavery, right? some of which for good reason, okay? Obviously, when slavery is not by choice, it's bad. 
Slavery, when ruled by a a heavy-handed, cruel master, that's obviously bad. Yes, we can all agree. But maybe some of you didn't catch it in our scripture, so I want you to listen again. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So all of us at one point were or are a slave to sin, living under the authority of sin. We did what sin told us to do, right? Well, some of you might be thinking, well, sin is is fun, so what's all the bad in that? What's the harm in that, right? What's so bad about being a slave to sin? Well, let's first start by asking the question, what is the reward for a a life enslaved to sin. When it's all said and done, what do you get? Well, if you go down further in Romans 6, it says this, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. You didn't have to worry about righteousness, right? But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. So that's it, right? The end of those things is death. So we were all born into sin, and for some people, they haven't yet realized that there's another option, that there's another way to live. Okay, I know that this is sounding heavy, right? Okay, just just hold on. We're getting somewhere. See, some people haven't yet realized that there is another master. You see, unlike the master of sin... This other master is full of grace. This other master is full of mercy. They're full of truth. They are full of hope. Now, this master said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And this master said that he came to give us life and life abundantly. And this master's name is Jesus. So what is the reward for being enslaved to him, to Jesus? But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, so there it is, right? We're either a slave to sin or we're a slave to God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the, etern- for, for the wages of, de- of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what's the reward of being enslaved to God? It's life, right? The opposite of our reward in sin. But what does all of this have to do with the resurrection of Jesus, right? Because this is supposed to be resurrection part two. Well, you see, because of Jesus' resurrection, we get to live under his authority. And when we talk about the state of our spirit, there are only two masters, And the master that we are enslaved to is the master with authority over our life. The authority of sin or the authority of Jesus. So let's talk about what authority means. Hopefully we have a slide for this. Authority. The definition of that is the power to influence or command thought, opinion, or behavior. We say that again. Authority is the power to influence or command thought, opinion, 
or behavior. So the one that we give authority to is the one we allow to influence our thoughts, our opinions, and our behaviors. And the only way to break free from the authority of sin is to give your life to God and choose to live under his authority, right? See, when we give our lives to Jesus, we allow him to influence our thoughts. We allow him to tell us what is true about us. We allow him to fill our mind with peace. And when we give our lives to Jesus, we allow him to influence our opinions. He gets to tell us what's right or wrong. He gets to tell us what is true about our gender. He gets to tell us what is better for our life. He gets to tell us what kind of friends we should have. Come on, we all need help choosing our friends. He gets to tell us the type of person that we should marry. One day, not today. Someday. And he gets to tell us the things that we're capable of. Man, we even have so many opinions about ourselves, right? Like we like to put ourselves down. It's so easy for us to step back and be like, I can't do that. But when we give our lives to Jesus, we allow him to also influence our behaviors. So he gets to show us a better way of living. He gets to tell me how to treat people. He gets to tell me how to treat myself, how to talk to myself. See, we let him tell us that the way we just talked to our mom wasn't honoring and that we need to apologize. We let him tell us that we shouldn't be talking about someone behind their back because if it shouldn't be whispered, it probably shouldn't be said, right? You see, as we continue to give our lives to God, we let his word speak to us. We let it guide us and we let it direct us in the way that we should live. Because his word is alive, it's active. As we read, it really comes alive and it speaks to us right where we are. Right into our situation and what we need to hear. And as we live under his authority... We allow Jesus to direct us not only where to go, but what to do. Well, Connor, he's told me what he wants me to do. He's called me somewhere, but I'm not good enough to do what he's asking me. I'm not educated enough to do what he's asking me. I'm not talented enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not old enough. No, Because not only does Jesus' resurrection allow us to live under his authority, it also empowers us with the ability to live out what he calls us to do. It's not by our ability that we do it. It's through the power that rose Jesus from the dead. Because Jesus' resurrection empowers us with the ability to live out the calling on our life. And that empowerment comes from the Holy Spirit who could only be given to us after Jesus rose from the dead and then ascended to heaven. Right? Because he said that if I don't go, then the helper can't come. 
Jesus knew that we needed the Holy Spirit because he knew that we needed that empowerment to be able to live out what he was asking us. And you know, sometimes we make life harder on ourselves, right? Because we like to hold on to lies. We hold on to old bad habits. And one of the hardest things is we hold on to shame. We hold on to shame of things that we've done in the past that that we wish we hadn't have done or maybe something that's happened to us and it holds us back. But what we have to remember is that in Jesus, we have been made new. Paul told us that we've been united with Jesus in his resurrection. And just as Jesus walks in new life, when we give our life to him, we too walk in new life. But not only that, we become a new creation. Not a refurbished creation. Come on, we become completely new. Because you see, with refurbished things come hesitation. Right? Like, think about it. If you, if you buy a refurbished phone or a refurbished computer, right, some kind of electronic, there's some hesitation there. Like, why did this get turned back in? Is the old issue going to rear its head again? Is the old issue going to come back? Or is it really going to be as good as something that's new, completely new? But what we have to know is that our life with Jesus is not a refurbished life. It is a completely brand new creation. So as we break up into small groups tonight, the question I want you to ask yourself is, have I been living my life as a refurbished model or as new? Have I been living my life as refurbished or as new? So hopefully the conclusion that you guys got to in your groups, so like what we talked about is you can either be a slave to sin or a slave to Christ, right? But I want, I want to be clear that when you give your life to God, you are now a slave to God. You are no longer a slave to sin. And that's a good thing, right? Even if you continue in sin, which we all do, Yes? Because none of us are perfect. We're all still going to have times, we're going to have days where we sin again. But that doesn't mean that we go back to being a slave to sin. We are a slave to God and we are a new creation. And what's so important about knowing that we're new and living in that is because when we have the perspective and we put on the mind of Christ that tells us I'm a new creation... I step out boldly, I step out confidently, despite the sin that I might still have, despite the sin that I do still have, right? Because we are not going to be sinless until we get to heaven. But we shouldn't let that sin then tell us that we're just this terrible, awful person who can never do anything good, right? And I want to be so clear about that because I spent a lot of, of my middle school and high school thinking that. Feeling like because I still sinned and I wasn't good enough that I was this, this terrible person that God was almost ashamed of. God is not ashamed of you. 
He calls you a new creation. He calls you his son or his daughter. His word tells us to boldly approach the the throne room, to boldly approach his presence. No matter what your life is looking like, you can approach him with confidence knowing that he wants to see you, that he wants to hear from you. So don't let the sin in your life, whatever struggle you might be dealing with, don't let that hold you back from going to God. He's always there. He's just a turn away. We just have to turn and say, God, I'm sorry, I need you again. Would you help me? But put on the mind that you are a new creation every day. Every day you wake up, say, I am new. I am new. I am new. I'm not a slave to sin. I'm a slave to Christ. And that is a good thing because we choose to be enslaved to Christ. And he is a gracious master. So let's serve him, right? Okay, go ahead and stand. For those of you who haven't given your life to God, you know, that, that means that you are still a slave to sin. But you don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay enslaved to that. You can choose to be a, a slave to Christ. And what does that mean? It simply means that I'm giving God my life because I want to live his way, and I see that he's gracious, that he's merciful, but I also see that he has plans for me, that were designed specifically for me, that he has things for me to do, that he has people for me to talk to, that he has purpose for my life, and I want to live in the purposes that he has for me. And you know, the bonuses of, of living with Jesus is that you get filled with hope, And you get filled with peace and joy and love and forgiveness. And because you're filled with that, you get to allow other people to experience that through you. Because that's you living out the life that God called you to. So in his word it says that all you have to do in order to give him your life, to have relationship with him, is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And the moment that you do that, you become enslaved to him. The moment that you do that, you become a new creation. So do it tonight. Give him your life tonight. If you haven't done that, your life is going to be better. It's not always going to be easier, but I promise you it will be better because God is now the one guiding you. So if you could all close your eyes with me, we're going to say a prayer together one line at a time. We don't want anyone to feel alone in this, and sometimes we need to be reminded of the decision that we've made. We need to be reminded that we've been made a new creation. But if you want to say this for the first time tonight, giving God your life, repeat after me boldly. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Forgive me for all I've done wrong. You call it sin. I choose you. I come under your authority. Empower me tonight to walk your ways all of my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Keep your eyes closed. Now, if that was you and you did say that for the first time tonight, giving him your life, I'm simply going to count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to shoot your hand up. 
I want to know who you are because I want to pray for you before we leave this moment. I want to pray for you and I want to be able to celebrate that you made the best decision of your life tonight by giving him your life. So with everyone's eyes closed, this is a private moment. Just you, me, and God looking around. If that was you on the count of three, just boldly shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Cool, let's pray. God, I thank you for the four students tonight that gave their life to you. God, I pray right now that they would begin to believe that they are a new creation. God, I thank you that that their old is gone and that they are new. Holy Spirit, would you just begin to fill their mind with your truth? Fill their mind with who they are, with who you say that they are, that they are loved, that they are blessed, that they are delighted in. God, I pray right now that you would speak to them and guide them in the ways to go. I pray that they would put off all all shame, that they would put off bad habits, that they would would put off sin, and that they would continue to choose you. But God, I pray that as they wake up tomorrow morning, that they would be filled with boldness, that they would be filled with confidence, and that they would be filled with joy like they have never experienced before. And they would know that that is the the joy that could only come from you. So God, I thank you for that. And God, I just pray over over all of us in here. I pray that every day we would surrender to your authority. That we wouldn't be fighting this battle saying, well, maybe I know better or God, this, this looks better. But we would simply put it down and say, no, God, I choose your way. I choose to surrender what I desire for what you desire. God, I just ask that if there are people in here who've been fighting that battle, that you would put that on their heart right now and that they would come forward for prayer. That they would come forward to get that that individual personalized prayer and that they would hear you speaking to them, that they would experience breakthrough tonight, God, as they take that step of faith and fully surrender that to you. Holy Spirit, would you just come and speak to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Check out our show notes for more information and resources. Don't forget to follow us on social media at The Wild YTH. If you're in 6th through 12th grade and live in the Des Moines area, you can come join us every Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30 at Eternity Church Collide Campus. Thank you as always to Pastor Connor and Eternity Church for giving us this platform. If this content has helped you in any way, please share this podcast and rate us with five stars. Thanks for listening.